Welcome to the Unapologetic Man Podcast. The only podcast that's all about self-improvement, confidence, success, women, and being a man without making any apologies for it. What is up, gentlemen? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Uniform Mike Papa. I really do appreciate it. And today... We are going to talk about eight signs that you are doing well in life. Now, naturally, there's way more signs than this. This is just something I kind of came up with off the top of my head, really basing it on my own attitudes and belief systems about what I think success is when it comes to my own life. So don't think that this is a ironclad list of what has to happen in your life, but just from what I've experienced both in myself, as well as my clients, as well as researching other successful people, I believe that these eight things, actually it's going to be more like 10 things because I always over deliver in this podcast, are really indicative of people who are you know, truly successful, they're doing well in their lives, they're happy and they're at peace, which of course is the most important things. We're going to get into that in a minute, but before I do that, I want to give a quick shout out to one of my listeners, Bob. I do appreciate you, brother, because Bob informed me that you can't leave reviews on iTunes, but instead you have to do it through the actual Apple podcast app. Now, unfortunately, for those of you who have Androids and any other kind of phone, there's not a lot of different apps that allow you to leave reviews for my podcast, which kind of sucks. I know a lot of you guys try, and in lieu of leaving a review, for those of you who can't do it, I always appreciate those of you who tell a friend about it, You know, maybe blast it to your own contacts list or whatever you feel will help me in reciprocation of me helping you through the years by delivering these podcasts. I really do appreciate that. But for those of you who do have an iPhone, if you go to the podcast app, which I'm sure if you have an iPhone, you're already using that app, but it's like a purple app and that's the podcast app. That's where you can leave reviews. So Bob, I do appreciate you pointing that out to me. You know, I get a lot of emails from people being like, yo, I've looked everywhere, dude, and I can't figure out how to leave reviews. They make it into a pretty big David Hasselhoff, which kind of sucks for me particularly, because reviews are what help me grow. And obviously I wanna get this message out. I feel very purposeful. I feel very passionate about this message and I want more and more people to hear it. And the only way that happens is when you leave reviews. So if you leave me a review or if you can't find how to leave a review on the app that you're listening to this on or maybe you're listening to your computer or some other means, if you just can't find that, then brother, spread the word. And if you do that, email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you a bunch of cool shit. I really do appreciate you guys who leave reviews, and especially lately, man, the reviews have just been so awesome, man, just so heartfelt, and it really gets past the goalie. It gets me in the feels, sheds a tear in my non-shooting eye, of course, and I do spend three hours on the corner of my bed in the cannonball position crying like a schoolgirl every time one of those reviews comes in. So if you've left me a review on any of the podcast apps, but particularly iTunes, brother, I read them and I read them multiple times and I'll often take screenshots of them and send them to Marissa. We have almost 500 reviews already on the American iTunes, or excuse me, the American iPhone podcast app. Thank you again, Bob, for that. And I think I have almost a thousand reviews worldwide and I get to read those reviews too. Like there's a Canadian iTunes and Australian iTunes, even like in Denmark and Slovakia and Russia and Great Britain and all those I get to see. So seriously, brother, like if you've done that for me, I've read it multiple times. I've sent you a silent thank you. I've read your name and I address it to you personally. I really, really do appreciate it. 
And even if you're a fan who listens and you're like, oh, I can't leave a review, but you've told a friend or, you know, even if you just sincerely appreciate what I do and you feel like you and I are kindred spirits, bro, I feel the same way. So seriously, guys, really from the bottom of my heart, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for all that you do. I really tried to deliver the content and I'm gonna do that now in this podcast. Eight signs you are doing well in life. All right, so my first sign that basically, and again, guys, this is like what I hold for myself. Really in life, you can't hold people to your standards, right? It's like, it's you against you. And what I always say is, how do you know you're doing better in life? It doesn't mean you're comparing yourself to other people. I don't care how much money you're making as opposed to your friend or how ripped you are, how many girls you get. You got to stop fucking comparing yourself to other people. You got to stop comparing yourself to people who you admire, people who you despise. Because when you do that, it just sets you up for disappointment and suffering. You have to compare yourself to you. Are you better today than you were three months ago? Would your 10-year-old self look at you and say, yeah, man, I'm proud of you? That's the fucking basis of comparison. So everything that I'm saying here, this is really just for me, man, but I'm asking you to take this under consideration and maybe adopt some of these belief systems for you. And I think one of the biggest signs that you're doing well in life is that you have a positive mindset and you feel appreciation and you have positive thoughts most of the time. So those people who I meet who rip on others, who are highly negative, who are basically still in the infant mentality that says, when I complain and I cry, get what I want in life. Think about that for a second. When people complain, when people are negative, when they are trying to rip on others and take advantage of others, and they think that negativity is somehow going to attract to themselves what they want, think about that. That's an infant mentality because, and I have a two-year-old daughter, so I get to see this firsthand. How does she get what she wants? Well, she can't communicate. So when she's pissed, she lets us know when she wants milk, when she wants to go outside, when she wants to watch Elmo and baby Einstein, she lets us have it. A lot of people never evolve out of that state and they're constantly negative because they have an unconscious belief that their negativity will buy them what they want, just like it did when they were infants. But as we grow, as we are doing better in life, we understand that it's actually the opposite. It's so clever the way life is designed. I actually want to do a podcast about what I feel the purpose of life is. But, oh man, it fascinates me, but that's not the purpose of this podcast. But it's so clever how it's designed because initially we're taught that negativity gets us what we want. And then we have to evolve out of that and realize that, no, 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 no. Negativity actually attracts to us more negativity. So the way we get what we want in life is by having appreciation, positive thoughts, being in this kind of loving feeling, this mentality that attracts more to ourselves what we want. And then it's like a snowball. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and you can never go back to that negative mindset. So what I feel, one of the biggest signs that you're doing well in life is that you're basically positive. You have appreciation. You're a nice fella. That's what I believe. All right, the second thing is you're internally validated. You are your own hero. So I get to meet with you champions all the time on my free one-on-one -on -one breakthrough session, which I offer right now for free if you wanna jump on your schedule and speak to me about how you can cultivate these signs that you're doing well in life. Well, I talk to these guys all the time and they're always so afraid of rejection. Now I can't hold it against them because I was the same way. I was terrified of rejection. But what does that say? It says that you're relying heavily on what other people think of you to feel validated in yourself. 
So you're really placing your own validation in her hands and saying, please validate me. Please don't reject me because if you do, I'm going to be crushed. You are going to decimate my quivering embryo of a self-esteem that's so weak and feeble that I can't even take this rejection. Well, as you work on yourself and part of my program, there's a big component of working on yourself in this way through NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. When you work on yourself, you get internally validated. It's one of the first things we do in the program. I create a custom 12-week NLP protocol specifically for you and your issues. Well, the majority of the time, guys are afraid of being rejected. So we use extremely powerful NLP remapping modalities to give you the internally validated programming so that when she rejects you, you don't fucking care because you know that you're a champion. You are your own hero. You're self-validated. So when you're self-validated, everything opens up for you because you're no longer tiptoeing through life with fear. You're like, yo, all I care about is what I think of myself. Now, surely you take what other people think of you as constructive criticism. We're not being ignorant or stubborn here, but we're not so fucking sensitive. We're not living in this state of fear. We're coming from a place of strength because we're internally validated. I literally want you to be your own hero. I want you to look yourself in the eyes in the mirror and say, bro, I'm proud of you, man. Every fucking day. If you're not doing that, I challenge you to try it. Tonight before you go to sleep, look in your eyes in the mirror and I want you to say two things. I love you, bro. I love you, man. And secondly, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, brother. I'm proud of you. You're doing the work. You're persevering. Hey, listen, you're not there yet. And listen, neither am I, brother. Neither am I, but we're doing the work. And we always put our feelings of self-appreciation on the work, not the result. All right, the third sign that you're doing well in life, in my opinion, is you leave people better from having met you. You are a light onto this world that leaves the world better from you having been here, and that is the definition of charisma. So when you go up to a woman, for example, your mission is not to take something from her, take her phone number, take her on a date, take her panties off, take her sex, which so many guys do, but instead you want to leave her better from having met you. Maybe you teach her something. Maybe you make her laugh. If nothing at all, you at least give her some good energy that brightens her day. So you always want to leave people better from having met you. All right, I think we're on number four. The fourth sign is you don't have to worry about money all the time. Now, I know money is a sensitive topic for a lot of people, and I'm sure some of you guys fit into that demographic. But in my opinion, when you're doing well in life, you get rewarded for it. I believe that all you guys, and listen, if you're not there yet, it's okay. Trust me, I wasn't there for a long time. And I'm 44 years old now. It took me a while to get to the point where I'm very comfortable with money. So listen, don't beat yourself up about it. And just because you're not there yet, it doesn't mean you won't be in there in the future. But I believe that when you get these other things in line, money just gets attracted to you, especially and most importantly, when you fix the bullshit in your head. The vast majority of guys who join my program make anywhere from 15 to 25% more money from having gone through it. And we don't work on money very much. I do include it in the NLP protocol, belief systems about money. And the reason I include it is because the way you do one thing is how you do all things. So if you think you're not enough for women, well, then you're going to think you're not enough to make good money. So when we remap that shit, when you're doing well in life, when you're becoming that alpha silverback, unapologetic man that I always talk about, money gets attracted to you. It becomes fun. It becomes easy. It becomes joyous. 
Ask yourself right now, what are my feelings about money? I want you to say the word to yourself, money, and feel the associated feeling you have in your body. I bet for a lot of you guys, it feels pretty negative. It feels stressful. It feels debilitating. It feels suffocating. Well, that's okay. I used to be there too. But I want to let you know that when you get this shit fixed, particularly the shit in your mind, which again, I do in my three-month program, money starts to flow. And I'll tell you, here's the thing about money is that it's not necessary for happiness. It really isn't. If you're unhappy without money, you're going to be unhappy with money because what it is, is it's an amplifier. It amplifies what you are. But here's the thing that I noticed is it greases the slides of life. It makes life a lot easier. Now, some people say more money, more problems. I believe that's a fucked up belief system. It's BS, belief system. You got to choose your belief system, brother. And the way you do that is you say, no, man, more money, more freedom, more money, more ease, more money, more convenience. I'll tell you, now that I'm making money, I have a chick who cooks my food. I have a guy who details my car. I have an assistant. I have a nanny. I like have all these people working for me. I have a guy who does my podcast editing. Liam, what is up? It's so much better, bro. It's so much better than doing all that shit myself. I hated meal prepping. Oh my hell. Every Wednesday I had to get up and take like four hours to meal prep all my food for the week. It's such a fucking hassle. And one day I was like, yo, why can't I just hire somebody to do this for me? I don't know, I'll pay her, I don't know, a hundred bucks. And she has to go to the supermarket. She buys all the food, she cooks it, and she fucking drops off the Tupperwares at my house, a big cooler full of them. And then my nanny puts them in the refrigerator. So literally my Wednesdays that used to take me four hours of work to do my meal prep has now been whittled down to a 15 second text where I text the lady who cooks my food exactly what I want for that week. And that's it, everything else is done. So tell me that money doesn't equal freedom. It totally equals freedom. I've just got four hours back a week from my day because now I'm making money, I can afford it. So I believe that eight signs you're doing well in life. One of them is definitely you got enough money to grease those slides, delegate out shit you don't fucking want to do. And then you get more freedom. You get more peace. You get more enthusiasm. I believe it's important. I'll do more podcasts in the future about money because I'm really into it right now. All right. My next thing is you have a growth mindset. I talked about this in the books that I recommend Mindset by Carol Dweck. If you haven't bought that yet, please do so. You guys who have read that book know growth mindset means that you see failure, you see challenges, you see struggle as a good thing because it causes growth. Those with a fixed mindset, as it's called, believe that you're born how you are and all the results you get in life are a testament to who you are as a human being so they don't want to fail. And when they do fail, they take it seriously personally. I kind of been listening to that book a little bit here and there just because I suggested it. And I was like, ah, I haven't heard that in a while. And she talks about John McEnroe, the tennis player who would like flip out. Remember that guy? He would like yell at the judge and shit. Pretty funny actually. But he had a fixed mindset because his ego was so wrapped up in his performance that like he didn't want to lose. And it's not his fault. He was never taught this shit. But it's such a testament to how important it is to have a growth mindset so I believe when you're doing well in life, you definitely have a growth mindset. Next one is you have control over your diet. Your diet doesn't have control over you. Think about that. Does your diet have control over you? Is your gut microbiome so powerful that it screams at you to eat bread and sugar and pasta and dip dips and ding dongs and ho-hos? Or do you have control over your diet and you say, no, you fucker, I'm the general, you're the soldier, you do what the fuck I say. We are doing a pin diet this week. Just like me, I do meal prep, 
we're being pinned this week. And then once a day, I allow myself a cheat meal. That's it. So I believe those people who are doing well in life, they have control over their diet. And I hate to say, I know a lot of you guys are going to take this wrong, but if you smoke excessively, if you're addicted to something, either smoking, porn, caffeine, drugs even, there's an issue there for sure. There's an issue there for sure. And I'll tell you, a lot of time addiction stems out of childhood trauma. So that's something you should probably work on. If not with me, then perhaps with somebody else, another coach who can help you with that kind of shit. But when I get a client who's like overweight, can't control his eating, is addicted to something, which is fine. You know, I used to be addicted to stuff too. But in my own case, I was fortunate enough to never take a sip of alcohol. I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never done any drugs whatsoever, except for once I did shrooms because a fucking hot girl convinced me to do it. She said it was going to be a spiritual experience. Kind of let her get into my frame, I'm going to admit, but I'm glad I did it because now... I understand what it's like to be on drugs. And to me, it's fucking smoke and mirrors. Compared to meditation, compared to a really good workout, compared to the exhaustion you feel with physical exertion, with exercise, it's smoke and mirrors, bro. It's just like cotton candy. It just evaporates in your mouth. You get a quick sugar high. It's bullshit. So in that respect, I kind of do regret doing it, but I kind of don't because now I have the scope of experience as a comparison. But again, if you're addicted to that kind of stuff, you're trying to fill a hole that is bottomless. And it's like a sign to me that you don't really have your life together. It's definitely a sign that you don't have your shit together in in that respect. And can you get better? And can you use that to make yourself even better than you could be if it wasn't there? Yes. Like, listen to what I just said. Those things that are fucked up about you, those addictions you have, those issues you have, bro, like in my opinion, I'm kind of glad they're there for you. And when clients get on the phone with me, they're kind of like sometimes embarrassed to admit to me their problems. I'm like, no, no, no. See, problems are like rungs on a ladder that you step on and overcome to go up higher the ladder. So when I have a client who comes to me with a lot of issues, I'm kind of excited because I'm like, oh my hell, I can make this guy grow leaps and bounds because he has all these issues. And then guys who come to me with few issues, I can also help them. But if you're like reluctant to jump on the phone with me because you think you're too hard of a case or, oh, Mark wouldn't respect me because I smoke or I masturbate or bro, no, 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 it's not the way it works. I used to be that guy and I want to teach you how to overcome it. In fact, I respect you even more if you come to me with those issues because it shows you're a fucking man. You're not so terrified of what people think of you. You have a decent sense of internal validation and you want to get help. And for that, I'm proud of you. All right, the next thing, and this would probably be more like around number one or two, but you have a purpose that goes beyond you and your selfish you desires. So what this means is your purpose is to help others. Your purpose is to help this world. Like I said, I want you to leave this world better from you having been here. And I'm speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you. Like this podcast, I want to leave it as part of my legacy, right? Where people can listen to it for years to come, hopefully, and maybe even after I'm dead and be like, you know what, that motherfucker, he didn't like, he wasn't no Elon Musk or anything, but he, he left an impact on this world that bettered the world. He was what we call in spirituality, a light worker, somebody who brings the light into the world. And I believe even if you have a quote unquote blue collar or low job, you can still ameliorate, that is to say, help the world 
with your presence and with your work. Not everybody has to have this big, awe-inspiring purpose like Elon Musk or Richard Branson who are going into space. And I think Jeff Bezos is going into space too. We don't all have to be that guy. We can be a janitor. We can be a road worker. We can be whatever. But what I want to suggest to you is bring quality into that. Be the best goddamn construction guy that ever walked this earth and bring quality into it. When you bring quality into what you do, that alone ameliorates the world. Again, that means to better the world, trying to teach you some vocabulary as we do this podcast, and that should be your purpose. So I believe those who are really on point, those who do well have a purpose that goes beyond their own selfish desires. Another sign that you're doing well in life is when people ask for your advice. Pretty self-explanatory. I'm sure a lot of people have that. A lot of you guys listening probably get asked for advice. I actually want to do a podcast about what to do when your friend is a douche canoe with the ladies and how to deal with that situation. And this kind of goes into that, right? Like, is he asking for your advice? Is he willing to be teached? Or is he just the kind of guy that says, no, nah, man, I don't believe in that seduction shit. Like Mark Singh, what a fucking dork, dude. Like what? You're taking a course on how to get girls, dude. You're a loser. That's the exact guy that doesn't get girls. That's the exact guy that I hate to say is failing. Doesn't mean he's a failure, but he's currently failing in life. And when he wakes up to the fact that self-improvement is the way to happiness, is the way to peace, he'll come and talk to you. But if he's not there, you know, I hate to say it, bro, but maybe you got to drop the guy. But, and again, different podcast, different podcast. All right, next one, I don't know. We're on number eight, I think, is people love you. People love you. I want you to think about what would people say at your funeral? right? How many people would show up to your funeral? How many people would say, you know what? That was a good dude. That guy made me laugh. He made me better. He supported me. He had my back. He was a good friend. He was a good boyfriend. He was a good husband. He was a good father. Oh my God. That's so important to me to be a good father. Like, do people love you? Do people respect you? Do people ask for your advice? I want you to think about this in spiritual texts, which I've been really into lately. I go through, as my girlfriend Marissa says, stages where things come back into the rotation. She's like, oh, that's back in the rotation. And we always crack up because I get really passionate about things. And right now I'm passionate again about spirituality. But there's this saying that says, when you go to the pearly gates, let's say, when you meet your maker, the only question is this, how much did you love? How much did you love? Did you leave that world better from you having been there? That's the only question. And, you know, as I get older, as I develop, as I become more of a silverback and elder, as it were, I really find that this is the most important thing. Another thing I've been thinking about lately is, you know, I did choose to settle down with a girlfriend and I did choose to have a baby. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm kind of thinking about possibly marrying her. And, you know, sometimes it pops into my mind like, man, remember those times when I was just a player? And I was out in the field just like getting laid all the time, dating five girls a week, having just nines and tens all around me and just being that dude who was just like getting his dick sucked so much it looked like a shriveled burn victim hiding in the corner of my underwear, quivering and saying, please, Uncle Mark Singh, don't make me go back into battle, bro. I'm injured because I was getting so much sex and so much women. To me, it's kind of like that uh, shrooms analogy, right? The cotton candy that it's like, it's good, but it's just a sugar high. There's no real substance there. There's not a lot of love behind that kind of transient sensory gratification, just going out and getting girls and getting attention and getting sex. And some of you guys like drink alcohol and eat really shitty. And it's just like constantly trying to get this like sensory gratification. 
trying to do nothing more than to satisfy your desires. But I feel that's kind of like the cotton candy, whereas being in love with the woman, having a family, really being there in the relationship, being there for your child, being an unapologetic alpha male that she can trust and guiding your family into success is like this meat and potatoes. It's the difference between the cotton candy, which is the transient high. And like you look at Dan Bilzerian, right? This guy's a perfect example of that. And listen, I was kind of that dude too, so I can't fault it. But I believe that's a stage. It's a little bit of a, how do I say this? It's a little bit of a immature elementary stage to the further development of what is essentially love. Like I didn't love that much when I was just getting laid and dating chicks and using them and being the dude in the clubs. And like, it was fun, but there wasn't like a lot of substance there. There wasn't love there. But now that I'm in my family, you know, sometimes we have these scenes where we're in the backyard and Marissa and I are both smiling as our kid plays in the water. And it's almost like that hunky-dory white picket fence, like aw shucks kind of like family guy moment. But bro, it's fucking awesome. And there's a reason why in society there's that like, oh, kind of like moment that they always talk about in sitcoms and things like that. It's really gratifying, like amazingly gratifying. And the way you get there is first you do have to go through the getting laid constantly and just like having tons of chicks on you, getting like two girls to suck your dick while you're like high on cocaine. Like, listen, I think there's a place for that. I didn't personally do the cocaine, but I think there's a place for that. But eventually, once you get that out of your system, the family life, in my opinion, is way more gratifying. And that's all based on love. Like I have so much love for Marissa and my daughter, Lucia, that, uh, you know, I'd die for them. And I never felt that way about a girl I was just having sex with and dating, no matter how hot she was. So listen, I want you guys to go out there and I dare say I teach you (laughs) big time how to go out there and get these girls to just like have sex with you and get all kinds of girls. But what I always say is from quantity comes quality. And I know for 99.99% of you guys, you want to get to that love-based family life, or at least have a loving relationship with the woman, because we are designed for that to be the more gratifying element. Now, this isn't an excuse for you guys to just settle for the first mountain troll you meet and say, well, Mark Singh said that marriage and kids is the most important thing. No, no, no. I want you to have the skill set to go get all those girls and get all that sex. Like I want like, you know, you're taking cocaine off the ass of hookers. It's an extreme example. I'm just being funny, but I want you to have that experience so you can get it out of your system so that when you're in the family life, you don't look at a hot girl walking down the street and say, man, I really wish I partook in that while I was single. And so many of my guy friends have that who are married. They're like, bro, I wish I did what you did, man. Cause sometimes I got that wandering eye. And I'm like, yeah, you didn't satisfy that male need to go have fun. But once you satisfy it, love is the most important thing. And you move into that mentality of being an elder where love becomes the most important thing to you. Bettering the world is your ultimate purpose. Being happy is the most important thing to you. But more important than that, beyond happiness and unhappiness is peace, is peace. In my opinion, life is a game and peace is the prize. And a major component of peace almost synonymous with peace is love. How much did you love? That's the question. In my opinion, when you're doing well in life, you have love, even for the guy who cuts you off on the freeway. When I'm really deep in my compassionate state, in my empathetic state, in my spiritual state, the peaceful warrior, right? When I'm in the peaceful part of the peaceful warrior, 
when somebody cuts me off, I literally think he must be suffering quite a bit because he's so wrapped up in his mind. He thinks he has to cut me off so he can arrive to his destination literally five seconds earlier. That's how much this guy is suffering in his egoic state thinking that by rushing, by making the present moment a means to an end, by screwing over other people, he's going to get what he wants. That guy's a failure. Therefore, I have compassion for him. I literally feel sorry for the dude. And that is love, right? Is love your enemies, as Jesus said, which of course means have no enemies. And I think when you're truly successful in life, you don't have the enemies. But at the same time, peaceful warrior. Somebody fucks with you or your family, you have the wherewithal, you have the skill set to fuck them up, but they fucked with you first. That's my personal philosophy, eight signs that you're doing well in life. Certainly there's more where this came from, guys, and I can go on and on as I tend to do in this podcast, but we're already at 30 minutes, so I'm gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I do appreciate you gentlemen listening. If you wanna get on that free one-on-one breakthrough session with me, click the link in the description below or go to my website, coachmarksing.com. Click on coaching, fill in the application, submit it. Then I will reply with my schedule and we'll set up that free one-on-one breakthrough session where you and I chill as homies and just chat it up. It usually lasts 30 to 45 minutes to sometimes an hour. I actually went an hour and a half the other day with Ray. What is up, Ray? He decided to move forward. He was super pumped. And Ray, by the way, here we go, buddy. What is up, Razor? What's up, buddy? Sit, Razor, sit. Razor's his dog. And Ray was telling me, he's like, dude, I listen to your podcast every fucking Monday and Thursday mornings. And he's like, my dog recognizes your voice. So when him and I were on Zoom together, he's like, my dog's tripping out right now because he hears your voice and he hears it every Monday and Thursday. So Ray, welcome to the program. You are absolutely going to kill it. And Razor, good boy, Razor, sit down. Good boy. All right, gentlemen, I do appreciate you listening. I drop podcasts on Mondays and Thursdays. I have some awesome ones coming up, so don't be a stranger. Please tune back in. And once again, if you do leave me a review, email me at coachmarksing at gmail.com and I will send you a bunch of cool shit. All right, gentlemen, thanks again for listening and I will see you in the next episode.